we're old. Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Macy. Welcome to episode number 95. What's the topic? Is it a drum roll? A table tap? A table tap. Enneagram nines. Woo! Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so we should say we're going a little bit... We're, we're, we're ditching the order. In, in the early days, we really... Yeah. We were really intentional about like, oh, it's this week is it, last week was a five. Now it's a six. And now we're just like, we'll just do it, whatever we feel Times like. Times are changing. It's Times are COVID-19. Changing. And <laughs> here we are interviewing a nine. We're interviewing Marissa, Marissa. everybody. Marissa <laughs> is in the house. <laughs> this long awaited episode. My wife, everybody. Of 18 years. 18 is that true? Years. Yep. It's okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> much truth. This is going to be fun to have Marissa on. And Marissa's an Enneagram 9, and Marissa's also like an Enneagram certified. certified. Trained certified. certified. Yes. So Marissa knows a lot about the Enneagram, probably more than Scott and I that's do combined, true. but mm, it's a different kind of It's a knowledge. different kind of knowing. Yeah. I do think that's We're true. like, um, it's almost like what if you went to film school, right? And you learned you learned about like Martin Scorsese professionally and and and, and formally in a classroom setting, sure. but there are still fanboys out there, fangirls, fan yeah, people who probably know more. And yeah. we're like Enneagram fan people, exactly. Like we're we're out here really fanning. There's no structure to our fanning. right, 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 right. So that we that have not is formally like a little been trained. Its own thing. Yeah, we're floating. <laughs> we're floating a bit more. This is a bit more tethered. Yes, this is tethered. Yeah. So Marissa's Enneagram 9, and this is the episode you clicked on, and we are going to kind of try and jump right into talking about the 9. Right People, if you're curious, we will later in the episode talk more in depth about kind of the dynamic between Scott and Marissa, a 5 and a 9, and how that functions. But we just want to get mm-hmm. into the 9 information from the top. Yeah. So. And, and we're going to start with what something I think the nines would find very interesting and cathartic and helpful, which mm-hmm. is to hear about Marissa's journey discovering that she's a nine because it does seem like nines probably have the hardest time discovering. I think so. All right, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. I go by the Talk name. about your journey. Okay. <laughs> My journey. Um, I'm really excited <laughs> to hear this actually because <laughs> I was a part of there. it, but like, I, but, but it ebbs and flows. I'm, I'm, I kind of appear and then I'm gone and, and you have all of your own journey and processing. Yeah. I'm going to take off my coat. They could talk. Scott's taking off his coat. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this because obviously... You're in prep. I'm in prep mode. And I just did this certification program. And we all had to talk about what is our... Like, what kind of Enneagram knowledge were we bringing to the table? And there were some people who were there who were brand new to the process, who I felt so bad for. Because oh, gosh. when you are brand new, it's so overwhelming it's and like scary. like 17,000 layers. Yes. <laughs> people are like wings and variants and yeah. subtypes. And you're like, what? Right. Like a totally different language. And you have no, but the same words that you recognize in your own language, but you're like, why <laughs> don't I understand what you're talking about? I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, but I don't understand <laughs> the sentence that you just said. Um, so when Scott and I were in seminary back in the day, I remember <laughs> we were living in Pasadena. Oh, right. And he Origin came story. back with this book. It was this tiny little book by this guy named David Benner, not hmm. to be confused with David Brenner, <laughs> who's a real person. <laughs> we know. Well, David yeah. Benner's a real person. David too. Benner, <laughs> also a real person. <laughs> but I meant like a real person that we've been like face to face with. Um, and it was like the subtitle of the book was called The Gift of Being Yourself. Hmm. 
or something. No, mm-hmm. not the subtitle. The actual title. Mm-hmm. I can't remember subtitle. So it's not Enneagram. Off. This is just it a is book. Enneagram. Oh, it is. So it is he, Maisie. Yeah, <laughs> it is Enneagram. <laughs> that is when I first heard of this thing. The Enneagram. He put and it in like Christian terms. He was like, if you're Saul, you're an eight. And then he was like giving names, biblical figures associated okay. with it. Right. And so that is just when I remember in a in very, I know we're going to talk about marriage later, but very quickly I saw Scott's desire to type me. You know, it was ah, like, he dang. came back and was like, I think you were this. And dang. I think you were this. And I wow. think you were this. And I'm like. I don't even remember yeah, this, cool, but it sounds whatever. on brand. Like, <laughs> great, talk to you later. <laughs> I'm gonna catch you on the flip side. Like, yeah, I just and that's, that's and that's his five instinct of like, I've yes. been watching you and taking these notes, and yeah. now I have a category to put it in. <laughs> yeah, yes. Dang it! Like, can't help it. I can't help it. Probably. I got a <laughs> kink in my neck just thinking about it. You're wearing a yeah. color black shirt. It's yeah. what part of your thing is like? Oh, hey, you colors, stay over here. I can understand you. Look at all the colors in my, oh my shirt. <laughs> anyway so (laughs) it kind of ended there i was like cool cool numbers brah and then like didn't talk to him about this forever and then i can remember in the past it must have been four years Mm -hmm. ago four Mm -hmm. years ago he was like all back into it again you know i'd hear smatterings of the enneagram but i just i kind of was on i was doing other things and i've always been like don't put me in a box but I've all, always really <laughs> liked assessments mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's a tool and everybody should understand themselves better. And, um, but when Scott was like introducing the Enneagram again, he was also reading like a whole slew of other books about defense mechanisms. And so he'd be like, do you know that you don't ep- really have a personality? It's all <laughs> just, I, I was like, what? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, it's just like, it's a defense mechanism. Everything's a defense <laughs> mechanism. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, everything was so upsetting. Like, all of his words were upsetting. And so I kept kind of, like, putting him off. Because he's like, what do you think you are on the Enneagram? And he'd go mm. out, you know, to meet with a friend. And they'd be, like, around the campfire. And they'd be reading about the Enneagram. <laughs> and he'd, I'd be getting, like, midnight screenshots as he's, like, whiskey drinking. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> campfire talking. And he's like, two wing three. This is it. It's this. Doing oh, things. Look at it. It's gosh. called the hostess. And just, I'm like, this whole thing is just like so a hard. This is so funny. <laughs> no, it's section. not a roasting. It's sweet. No, no in a good, in a good way. In there was way. so much earnestness of like, I want to know what you yeah. are, and I would be like, but you know what I am. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm all of it. You know. I mean, I would. Think I'm that Marissa, in my head. and I'm you know Marissa. me. You know, you like, don't need this to know me. Right. Yeah. I mm. I didn't understand, and so. I can remember we were in these chairs. We have these big striped chairs that like both look at our fireplace and we were each sitting in one. And he was like, I, why let's talk about this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why won't he drop this? And I was like, what is the deal? And this is so classic. (laughs) Sexual five. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, (laughs) just, Talk to me about what's going on here. Because, I mean, here, we've been married a long time. We are good communicators. We talk all the time. We've been to marriage counseling. I'm like, we have tools. But he's like, I just, it's a grounding for me. I love being able to say, to use the same language. Like, I, this is really important to me. And so I was like, okay. And 
It was hard because every number, every time that he would send something to me, like in one of his campfire sessions, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. You know, and it'd be yeah, like the, the which is the nine thing. It's like you can relate to everything. I could relate to everything. Except oh. the one that I probably couldn't was like the eight. The, you know, I was like, well, that's not really. But I was like, yeah, I've got some strong seven vibes. I'm like two. Of course. Those are three. I'm like, that too. Anytime I would take the assess- an assessment, like a whatever mm. the basic assessments that are out there, and if they gave you some options, it would always be strong with the nine, but also like two is really strong. Yeah. So we were sitting on those chairs, and he's like, I really need you to explore this because I, I want to talk about like this common language. And he said... It makes me feel really good when I know that you are doing self-exploration. Mm. And I was like, hmm. All right. Here we go, I guess. Bring it on. <laughs> like, I will do it. So <laughs> it took a really long time. I mean, there yeah. were so many things that I was like, yeah, I definitely think that. Oh, because what I was saying was like with the twos. I think if you are a, a Christian Yep. And you grew up as a female, you will come out in some sort of assessment this. as a two. Yeah, I mean, you have you like you've been care like told to act like this. Yes. And so even though the Enneagram is about motivation and not behavior, that motivation has been like drilled into you. Yeah. You will help. Yeah. You will support. You will look for all of the ways that people need you to do things. And yeah. so that is really hard is that like it that takes a long time to to like to shed that um faux motivation you it know? to kind of just see it as being separate but also a part of it too so it's yes. like you're behaving like that but it's also reminding yourself of the motivations which is why tests can be a struggle is because they don't necessarily speak to motivation. Right. It's talking about a behavior. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But I, also that's where that, the two dynamic is really confusing is that you're taught that that should actually be your motivation is to help people to be less than to, yeah. you know, like put yourself last or whatever, you mm-hmm, know, to just mm-hmm. to be a helper. Um, so I was kind of like living around those waters for a while. I was like, maybe two. Mm. Um, I feel like I heard three so often. I feel like Scott would be like, we don't know Marissa is. Is Marissa a nine? Is Marissa a two? Is Marissa a three? Yeah. We had some friends who were like, <laughs> oh, oh, you're a three. I've never seen such a three. And then this is what they said. Look at your house. And I'm like, they were new to the Enneagram again at that point. They know who they are. They know, you know who you are. <laughs> you are listening. Um, and, but we love them. But it was that thing of like, but, it, I'm like, but yeah, it is like just basing it on appearance and not motivation. Yes. Like, yeah. is that because I like color coordination? I'm like, I, I've always liked that, you know, but it, again, it's that what somebody's presenting as maybe not is not what's going on within them internally. Yeah, and, like, your house could look this way because of a nine motivation. Like, totally. Because this is what you've been, like, told is, like, the best way to do it. The or a like, one motivation. Or a one motivation. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's so many different ways that this house could look this way. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And, you know, it's, like, based on your parents' style, too. So, oh that's my gosh. true. How much of this stuff in my house is inherited? I'm like, well, I got the <sighs> piano, so I kind of had to work around that. You know, like, hello. <laughs> Although I would say that my own house style is like 
complete opposite of what I grew up with. A mm. little bit of like trying to push against the style of I think my home. Well, that seems appropriate. That seems appropriate. <laughs> so I'm like, in some way, I do think my house a little bit is pegged as a four house. If you walked into it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. it could be another. Sure. But a bohemian house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for people that know, w- w- people like, what are they talking about? I mean, we do have like a big, <laughs> a big cream-colored grand piano sitting here in our house that Marissa inherited from her grandma. Yeah, it's so cream-colored with gold trim, everybody. And it's, a, it's, and it's a piece, if you will, that is sort of a, an accent or like something that we're, I don't know, designing around a little bit. Like it, I feel like the whole house yeah. has a bit of a vibe. Because of the piano. References that piano. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. So, so you were in the throes of discernment. I was in the throes <laughs> of discernment. I was in the throes of discernment. And... Um, you know, Scott would always say, <laughs> this was the hardest thing, too, is that every this number... This is really fun to hear my involvement in the journey. You had so much involvement. You're not to be ignored. You're not, you're not ignorable. Uh, I've tried so hard, but it's like, it's not possible. He's there, and he's just like, oh, um, yeah. must know. <laughs> Which is, we went through a phase, both Scott and I, of getting a lot of flack from people of like, can you guys please just like, chill up. out yeah. and leave yeah. us alone? Right. Which we've, we've learned. We've learned our lesson. Well, you've done exactly what you should, which is like to create space for yourselves. And then you have people who are like, give us more. Oh, and right. And then the if people you who don't that, want it, you're here. like, you don't have we to We have listen. a podcast we're talking about. And some yeah, people so are like, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, do it. You gave yourselves like a receptacle yeah. for <laughs> this, your passion. And that's yeah. a great thing. Everybody should do that. Um, yeah. At some that's level. A, that's so a good guys, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, this is so already a wild episode in a good it's way. Wild, wild yeah. times. Um, <laughs> this is like the best. It's yeah. You would constantly be like, "Well, remember?" Because I something would happen, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's kind of me, but no, that's not me." And he's like, <laughs> "Scott would just be like, well, they say that you know your number when you're like totally cringed out, you know, or it's like the cringiest of the number." I'm like, "Oh." My I'm cringed out by all the numbers, Everything's you know, and like every number is great and every number I hate. But then <laughs> it was when this is the hard thing. I really can't remember exactly when I felt like it was this, the nine was like swirling about me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is it about the nine that I'm like, that's kind of making sense. But I was like deeply embarrassed. Like, mm. you'd see that picture of that ridiculous little sloth, and you're like, sloth? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, don't you tell know? me I'm lazy. Like, don't you dare tell me I'm lazy, you know? Um, yeah. And all those, like, awful words, like, self-forgetting, or it just, uh, there was a piece of it that I'm like, it sounded boring, and I'm like, am I boring? Or, like, what? Um, oh, and no. So, oh, no. Nines. <laughs> Nines are probably the least boring. Well, all right. Well, let's have a quick conversation about who's the most boring number. <laughs> no, <don't laughs> <kidding. laughs> okay. Definitely not four. Maybe a five. Macy, but not Macy stop. held up a number that we won't say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, all of the numbers are boring in their own way. Yeah. If your number can be a trance. Yeah. Someone who is in a trance is uber True. boring. Any, any of us that are in our trances are, are pr- 
leaning towards boring. Right, because you're like, Skewing they're so boring. predictable. They're just <laughs> like on autopilot. That's boring, yeah. you know? Um, we want people who are whole and adaptive and responsive and nimble and all of the things that we want somebody to be alive and awake to their world. And so I think that was the hard thing for the nine is like that everybody can fall asleep to themselves, but it's like, Oh, actually nine, that's like like really really your problem, (laughs) you know? Um, and I think I had to come to like a reckoning point of that falling asleep to myself made me seem more awake to others. Hmm. Like, because Hmm. I was able to like be so there for them and listen and, say back like what they're feeling and I loved them so much that I didn't even it didn't occur to me that I was like forgetting myself but I have a whole list of stories that are (laughs) self-forgetting stories Kind of intentional, oh, kind of not. that's a section we didn't put in our show notes. Self, self-forgetting stories. stories. Well, can we get a self-forgetting story? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sure. Cue I it mean, up. Self-forgetting cue story, it up. Self-forgetting <laughs> story. I think, I, I think even is that good. is a bit of a misnomer. Like, yeah. f- self-forgetting. Yeah. Um, there is... It, it, it's like to say that that person doesn't realize that they're doing it. Um, I heard an analogy today yeah, that it. was like... It's like a nine has this need or an instinct, and it's like they write it down, but then they crumple it up, and it's not that they throw it away, but they put it in their back pocket. Yep. So it's always oh. there, but it's in their back pocket, oh, yep. and they're good. just it's behind them, and yes. it's like in it's put away, but it's never it didn't like get completely thrown away. Right. Dang. That was, that Dang. was the metaphor. Well, yes. <laughs> My entire college experience was like would have been a study in this, you know, and, <laughs> and I and because I know that they do say. Oh, your 20s is your when 20s you're is kind of when that was happening and i had a super traumatic event <laughs> as a 20 year old and so my for the people who are listening who don't know who i am my sister died when i was 20 she was 23 and while i totally subscribed to the fact that like your number is your number and it you know you've been that your whole life i think in my 20s is when i can just point to so many times yeah. where i would be like on my way to class And somebody would come like, oh, my gosh, you guys, Dodger is the worst. And that was all because Scott moved his chair back and he thought somebody was at the front door. Yes, you made door-like noises with your chair. Oh, baby. And so I'd be, you know, on my way to class. And I was somebody who loved school. And I had dreams of, like, going on and continuing education. But somebody would be like, oh, can you go to coffee? And I'd be like, sure. sure. <laughs> you know, there I am. Like, not going to class. So frequently not going to class. And we all, like, that is now really interesting. make a joke of it. And I had a professor who'd be like, oh, there's Marissa. She's majoring in Starbucks. And I'd be like, <laughs> like, this is the big joke. Yeah. And I'm laughing with it. But I'm like, laughing? That's self-forgetting. Instead of saying, yeah, like. Yeah, there's some, like, numbing there. Totally. You know, where I'm like, yeah, isn't this funny? Just because I'm like, I want that person to still like me. Like, yeah, it's because it's what's in the moment. It's the kind of the inertia thing is like this person's right in front of you. They're asking you to do this to say no and have to change directions would be too much. So we'll just go with what's happening right now. And 
keeping the peace in that moment. Yeah. But also, that's the huge forgetting, is that I didn't really realize the impact of all of that mm-hmm. until I was able to look back because I really wasn't aware of it. But I'm aware of the disconnect, is that like you look through the journals of someone at that time. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Still have the journals, still read them. And it's like, what's my problem? And I want to go to grad school, and maybe someday I want my PhD. And I love school. I love learning. But it was like, no, I'm going to just do what is neat, like, do what is needed of me in this moment yeah. and like my parents need me at this time to be this like mm. Marcy's death really just mm. kind of heightened that heightened any of that desire I mean when they say when you're a tiny little kid you know that part of these numbers whatever mm-hmm. develop because you get a lot of props for whatever it is that you kind of naturally come into the world with yeah. so I I remember just hearing this word so often said about me as like a baby you were so easy like you were just the easiest baby we could take you anywhere and you were just so happy like I wasn't the baby who was like I'm the star of the show baby like (laughs) you know like doing little like song and dance later on like I I would do that like singing and things like that but I'm but you were, it was mostly just adapting and like, this is what the room is reading and it's positive. Totally. So I'll just keep doing that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs me to be easy. I can't be like the disruptive one. Yeah. So. And so in this process of your 20s and your sister's death, it's like, you're just extra being that. Like right. I will be the easy one for everyone. No one has to worry about me. In this. Right. Right. Nobody has to worry about me. Yeah. So I think, yeah, once I really started owning that, like I, that nine was swirling around me. I was like, kind of like, no. Then I was like mm. embarrassed of it. And then mm. I, you go through the honeymoon phase a little bit, like mm-hmm. the hair flip stage with your number. Oh, where for sure. People were like, <laughs> crown of the Enneagram. And I was like, crown? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so great. You know, or they're like, no, the nine is all the numbers. And I was like, all oh, the numbers? Like, this is so funny, <laughs> this conversation. I, I kind of was like, I love being a nine. And then Ian Morgan Crown was like, somebody asked him, like, oh, what not what number if you had to be any number, what would you be? And he's like, a healthy nine. And I'm like, a, a healthy nine. Yes. <laughs> I love this slash. I completely relate to this because Susan Stabile will be like, she's kind of favors four. And I'm like, right. oh, fours. fours. Like, and then the people are like, they're the most unique and creative. And there's the least out there. I'm like, I'm the rarest. And yes. I can get in that like Dang. major right. feeling myself stage. Totally. Which, That's uh, nice, to though. be quite <laughs> honest, I kind of need because there's yeah. so many embarrassing things about the nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure Scott will bring it up later, but it's like, there's, you know, Scott they all the have place. the animal things, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the nine no, will be a- like the whale or the elephant. And you're like, thanks, assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoever the made these upwards, like, you, Macy, gets to be like a peacock, or a, peacock a or a unicorn or something cool like that. And Scott's like this cute owl, and it's like, I'm so smart and observant. And it's like, mm. oh my gosh, here's the nine. And you're just like, Oh, mm. <laughs> embarrassing. And you're like, where's the crown again? Where's Ian? I wonder talking if we, about <laughs> it when we meet I wonder Ian. if we can think of a better. <laughs> I mean. I'm laughing so hard. Macy I, I has bet. lost it. <laughs> I wonder if we can think of a better animal. We? But, like you're going to. Yeah. Like society, Enneagram person. studiers, you know, like. When, they, when we write a book. Yeah, 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 yeah. a different animal. Yeah. yeah. 
The best, I will say this, is when... Do you guys ever talk about that guy? Who's the guy who wrote the songs for all the numbers? Oh, oh yeah. Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. That guy. Yes. <laughs> His name is Ryan O'Neill. His name is Ryan O'Neill. Like but the he... actor from... No, is that... Ry- yes, from Love Story. Wasn't his name Ryan O'Neill? Oh, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I know 70s movies. It's a really... It's <laughs> I don't know if I know Love Story. Thing. Anyway... <laughs> This can be edited out. I'm No, no, secure. that's good. That's um, good stuff. We got to keep that in there. Yeah, all of the old people, yeah. which are zero, who listen to your podcast. No. Oh, oh, do you have old people? Oh, yes, we do. Yes. We have loyal we listeners. We have the whole spectrum. I love you, old people. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jill. Yeah, Shout yeah, out Jill, to anybody our major loyal old, who knows about Love Story person. and Allie McGraw, and I really think it's Ryan O'Neill. Anyway. What was the point of that? That guy. So he writes Sleeping at Last, the songs. And um, I was in Zambia, Mm -hmm. Africa, when the Nine song came out. And Scott called me. I was at this little tiny Mm. airport called Mafui in Mafui. And I had just gone on like my first safari and seen elephants up close. (gasps) And all these guides had been like telling me all these stories of like when the elephant... You know, they're so gorgeous up yeah. close, and they're so sweet, and um, they have, like, uber long eyelashes. <laughs> That's super fun. And they, um, but, like, how Ooh. upset they get and how fast they can move. Um, oh. And I was like, okay, I need to. And then he maybe, sends maybe me this song, and the cover had this elephant, and I was like, oh, Okay. Elephants. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some space into the emoji. If everyone right now took out their phone and then like typed in whale and saw what emoji came up, it's so cute. It's like spouting and oh, so happy. I it's do like, know which one. It's so cute. So I'm trying to just steal, but it can be a little cringy sometimes for sure. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Oh my gosh, Dodger is being placed next to me. Hey, oh, you baby. need to just calm down. Oh baby. Um, my question is, my whoa. question is, when did you feel like you like landed? Like, what was it eventually? The, the, like, were there a few things that made it so that you knew you're like, oh yeah, I'm a nine. Yeah, I think it was um, like the more that I heard about other nine journeys, and um, when people would talk about like the laziness or the sloth, and and somebody would say whether it was any of the podcasts we were listening to, because you guys. I've got a bevy of resources, thank you, to my husband, Scott Kronholtz, where, like, (laughs) we're always listening to a podcast. Like, he was just so deeply, like, committed to the process of me knowing and finding out and us talking about it that... I I feel like some... I feel like our listeners now are getting some sort of strange, goofy, (laughs) behind-the-scenes... And nothing, none of it's off-brand, you know, but, like, it is so funny to hear it this way. (laughs) Yep. If anything, I'm just giving a lot of validity to your whole mission statement. You are a very curious person, and you are like a deep diver, and that even when other people have gotten to their depths (laughs) and are like, I got it, Scott's always like, I think there's more, you know? And you're like, oh, wait, more? Wait, I just, what? Like, I thought I was all done. I'm always looking for like, are we... Oh, we're all good. And Scott's like, no more. And I'm like, oh my god, like what? But it's so good because it's like yeah. it keeps you fresh and it's not boring. I always said I did not want to get married and be bored. Like, and not bored. Oh, yeah. I'm not bored. This is a this funny is not conversation. Boring. But 
<laughs> so we would always be listening to things, and then I would hear something that I it would be like, yes, that's it. Um, and so I, I honestly can't remember exactly who it was. I think it might have been Ian. <laughs> Ian. Keep talking. I, I can tell you, Dodger's Ian. wanting food. Dodger has got problems. Um, he was talking to Sarah Bessie. Okay. And Sarah Bessie's a nine. And she's written a ton of books. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like a books. Like, how have you done this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the thing of like nines can be really busy yeah. and really productive. And I feel like I'm never, when they'd be like, you know, nines, Netflix and chill. I'm like, who, what? Yeah. Like, I'm never sitting down. I'm never not doing something. But there are lots of days where I'm like, what even did I do? Yeah. Or I'm like, I set out, like, morning Marissa is like, it's morning, and I've got this list of things to do, and it's all like, this is going to be so great, and then I get caught up in the most tedious nonsense, yeah. you know, <laughs> or I'm like, why did that take me four hours? Like, what, what just happened? Where and did that, the time just go? Where did the time just go? And yeah. it's like, that time and that energy is not directed towards me and my goals and my Mm. dreams and Mm. what I would like to do. It's literally just like that phrase. Oh, this is when it really landed. Oh, I have it. I have the phrase. And I can't remember when, (laughs) where, again, I can't remember where these things came from. I just remember hearing them and having them land. Because again, I'm not like, I don't say it. Like if Scott and I are reading a book, every 30 minutes mm. at least. He's like, oh my gosh, babe, listen to this part. <laughs> and I will just like blast through the book without saying anything. And I'm like, done. And he's like, why didn't you ever tell me about the book? I was like, uh, I don't know. I just no, I'm, I'm, I'm going through uh, Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell now. And I think it's so interesting. Marissa read this like three months ago. And I'm like, you didn't tell me about this part? You didn't tell me about this part? This is interesting information. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. But I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to say that. You don't need to that. say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I think understand. when it landed, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, babe, this landed. But when I heard, <laughs> I'm okay if everyone else is okay, I'm like, that's it. That's what I feel mm. like every single day. Mm. It's why I can, why decisions are so hard for me at times is because I can honestly think, well, that's how this decision is going to affect that person. And that's how this decision is going to affect that person. So... You just feel it all, and so it's that that thing of like feeling stuck, where I'm like, yeah. "Gosh, it doesn't even matter what I think about that decision," because I'm just as long as they're okay, then I'm gonna be fine with the yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. everybody else is okay, hmm. I am okay. That was one of the clues for me with Marissa of like being a nine when I was still trying to obviously consider all options, and also I was trying to type Marissa. But um, <laughs> um, there's this sort of a meme of a nine, and it was true to our marriage, where it's like. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? You know, and then and then Marissa would go. This is this is the funny oh passive aggressive element there of a night. I'm chill. A- anything you want. How about pizza? Not pizza. <laughs> I'm like, you just said anything. <laughs> okay, um, Thai. Oh, I'm not feeling Thai tonight. I'm like, well, and what? Do you have an it's idea? Just, just say what you want, and that's like almost a yeah. foreign language to Marissa. Can't Marissa. do that. It's like well, you don't I know. Don't, she definitely knows what she doesn't want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, but I've really tried to give myself a lot of grace and other nines out there. That is a start, you know? Um, hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's this Kanye West. Is it Kanye? I was just going to bring that up. It's Kanye uh, and Pusha T. That's that shit I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa Kanye definitely knows what she doesn't like. And Pusha T, everyone. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, that's that shit I don't like. And in <laughs> theological terms, we would call oh. that the via negativa, which whoa, is whoa, a way whoa. of oh. talking that sometimes when you can't talk about what God is, yeah. you can talk about what God is not. So that's an, a start into being able to engage with this concept. And so for me, I'm like, I, there was no invitation ever. And it's not, I'm not blaming anybody. It's not my parents' fault. This is the world. This is life. But it was never about like, oh, sweetheart, what do you want? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it just was like going along, which again, I never pushed back on. You were happy like, to do. Oh, isn't Marissa easy? She's not going to complain about any of this. I mean, the only the first time I can remember being like, no, I don't want this, is when my parents moved from Chicago to Seattle. Hmm. And I was, what was I, 15? And it was like, no, I do not want this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but Yeah, and you're 15, so you're like... And I'm 15, <laughs> so I don't want anything that anybody is offering. But... I've tried to give myself a lot of grace and I would encourage any nine out there to knowing what you don't want is a start. I like, think that's it's good advice. Yeah. Very, yeah. very nice <laughs> advice. I mean, I'm not a nine, but it seems like a good piece of advice. Oh, I'm going to say something. Um, this is already flying by. Okay, we flying move on to by. The and, and this is the funny thing. Like, I think this is a nice little hint of things to come. Like the thing with the both of you as social types because I do feel like the both of you can lose track of time, you know? That's your yeah. time. I'm always watching the time. time. <laughs> I'm literally feeling the time in my head. And then now when we're recording, I'm also watching the time. Um, How long has it been? I'm just 34 curious. minutes. Oh, that was my guess. Okay. I'm not All losing right. track of it. All right. Good job. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. Would you have guessed 34 minutes? No, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like it'd be really fun to talk. So I think everybody needs to know it, first of all, we'd love to have Daniel on to like. Have, oh, Daniel! I uh, know. Like, just compare the energies. You guys are so different. They're nines, wise. but but so different. Yeah, that's what threw people off. Yeah, mm-hmm. is yeah. the energy factor. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Marissa's a countertype, a social, and I'm a countertype. So it, that's interesting two. thing. It's not My like gosh, two classic so fives and nines. Like I do think the the idea that we're both countertypes, in terms of the withdrawn stance is both of us bring a little bit more energy than a typical five and a typical nine. That makes that sound yeah. right to me. So it feels it feels really weird and unique sometimes when we read about a five and a nine. And it's like, well, that's not us. Yeah, that's a good point. Like people that are just really chill and give each other a lot of space and don't overthink. And it's like, well, that's not us. I mean, um, yeah. But sexual vibe does not give space. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there this when no we space. come back. That's that shit I don't like. When we get, there you go. Push a T. See what I did. I'm gonna put that there. I'm gonna try to put that in like the you in between. Oh should. my gosh, yeah. no, you're gonna get it rested and then no one will hear this episode because you'll be like banned. Well it hasn't happened yet. And copyright. we put some copyrighted really? stuff. In. We're not that we're not that big. We're a baby podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're a baby podcast. Um so we come back, we're gonna talk about the social variant of the nine. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Do 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 do
Okay, we are officially Dodgers back. Dodgers six. <laughs> six wings We're five. back. And we're going to talk about variants, and particularly for people that are listening, I imagine some nines are a little bit confused because they're thinking, this woman has a lot of energy. Uh, and Marissa <laughs> does have a lot of energy. I do have And I think that's what, that's what was so hard. Because when I was still a rookie, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as an Enneagram person, I didn't know what to do with Marissa's energy. I'd, be, I'd read like sloth and all this. I'm like, that's not Marissa. Hmm. Um, but then when you read about countertypes, that solves it. So, <laughs> so uh, a, ver- uh, a social nine. Social nine. This is the first social nine we've ever had on our podcast. Live in the flesh. Do we want to talk about what variants are in case people are listening for the first mm, time? I want to say everybody... Uh, a, a no small thing promo. We have a whole episode on variants, yep. just exclusively. So if you're confused and you're like, I I can't proceed in this conversation. I need to know more about some variants. Well, <laughs> just hit pause and go back and listen to our variants episode. We can't we can't do it for you right here. Okay, we're just gonna get right into it. We're assuming you know a little bit about the Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Do you want to say anything about variants? No, I mean I do it every single time. Yeah. So it's like you do it quickly. I can do it really quickly. Why don't why don't you? Okay. Really quickly. Also everybody. listen to our variants episode. So you have your nine, your type, and that is part of your archetype structure archetype structure in as your personality is forming. And it's based off of kind of your perceived way in which you're seeing the world and it's your wound. And then as that part of your personality is forming, alongside that, you're also kind of relying on what are considered your instinctual variants, which is the way in which you, quote unquote, survive in the world. And there's three different ways. So you could be self-preservation dominant, where your main survival technique is by self-preserving, literally with the stuff around you, your house, your means, your money, taking care of yourself. Um, the second one is socially, which is your staying safe in the world through your relationships to communities and social systems and the structures around you. And that's what keeps you safe. And then the last one is the sexual or one-to-one instinct, which keeps you safe by your intimate relationships. I'll be okay if the world comes to an end if I have this one person with me till I die. Mm. And it's that instinct that you're most relying on to stay safe. Dang. So then you have those mashed up with your personality structure, which then kind of creates like a whole new subtype of a personality, which is what the variants create. Mm-hmm. Always coming in hot with the quick, so precise. Well explained. Thank you. I think it's helpful to even just hear it. It is. I, I do think it's interesting that neither one of us are self-pres dominant. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Blind. But we did think up until recently that Marissa was social sexual, but I think we've learned is social self press They're all very close together. Just, I will say, you guys, <laughs> the <laughs> certification program that I went through is called the Integrative Nine. And so in the, it's You're a in the really, title. really comprehensive assessment. It takes forever. Yeah. Um, overall, there's 1,300 questions and you wind up answering like 175 of them. Jeez. Um, just based on how you're answering the other questions, and they measure your variant. Hmm. Um, and so you can actually see whether you're like super crazy, <laughs> um, you know, one or the other. And what I've so appreciated about that is to be able to say your goal is that you just need to know what's underdeveloped so that you can continue to develop that. Yeah, it's like balance. You've got that's the goal is to be balanced with that. And yeah. of course, there might always be one that you lead with. Um, but 
that's where that's been really helpful. So they were all like fairly close, but like social was definitely leading the way. Um, And the one-on-one, which, yeah, any integrative nine calls it one-on-one because people like can't handle sexual. Because <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. ah, sex, I'm good at sex. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, what Don't are tell you me. doing? Yeah. Um, they cannot handle that word, the I world, know. you know. I know. It's so hard. So they say one-to-one. I uh, want to take this test. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of really so jealous. great. <laughs> it's really amazing. I just can't say enough good things about it. And one of the things also I wanted to say about that assessment when everyone's talking about like, oh, her energy, she's so energetic. She must be a three or a seven. <laughs> there is something in the assessment that we use called the centers of expression. Hmm. And you can actually test against type in your center of expression. So I have, in your center of expression is how you come across to the world. Hmm. And that hmm. can be because, again, the Enneagram, they said this so many times, and I am telling you, I could hear this every day for the rest of my life, and it just still, the way that we talk about the Enneagram, we have to be reminded of this all the time. It's about motivation, not behavior. Yeah. Motivation, not behavior. Motivation, not behavior. You know, you're just mm. like, man, yeah. because you someone walks into the room, and you're like, oh, look at the three. You know, or somebody's like, hey, everybody, I'm here. And you're like, oh, what's it like being a seven? Right, you know, and it's, it's like, like they're maybe doing that because they're a nine and this is what they think will keep the peace if they are that way. Right. And keeping the peace, another way of talking about keeping the peace, which people think it's all this just Zen mentality. Oh, keeping the peace is essentially about keeping balance. Hmm. So if I, as a nine and particularly a social nine walk into a party and I sense majorly like low energy vibes I'm going to bring the energy. And everybody, again, who doesn't subscribe to the truth of the Enneagram, which is it's about motivation, not behavior. I walk in and bring all sorts of energy that I can get because I'm sensing the low energy in the room Hmm. of the party. And they're like, oh, the seven has arrived. You're just trying to bring the energy to a I'm just bringing what's missing. Yeah, I'm trying to bring the balance. Scott has seen this before. When everybody's crazy joke vibe, I'm like, you guys, like, what's really going on? And then someone's like, oh, she's like a two. She's such a helper. She, like, really cares about people. She's so nice. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to balance that, like, spaz energy of, like, no one's saying the real thing or what's going on. Like, it's all just this big joke party vibe. Like, where's where's this other element? Hmm. And so it's peace. Like, we think of peace signs and, and again, like a Zen kind of hmm. mindset around it. But really, peace is just like equilibrium, mm-hmm. balance. Um, hmm. well, brand new thought. Could not be more opposite. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, me this too. This is where, like, I can relate to the nines. And then there's this part where I'm like, I'm so opposite. And mm. that, like, I'm not typically happy or satisfied with peace. Or something right. being moderate. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's that's my kryptonite, is something being in the middle ground moderate right. balance. Right. Mm. But think about the ways of getting to moderate. I mean, if you're just always shooting for 50, that kind of seems boring to me. But if you're like, oh, zero to 100 and zero to 100, like, that's just a different way of getting at equilibrium. You yeah. know, like yeah. 50 is still going to be your average. You know, like... <laughs> I mean, mm. just mm. to think about it mm. in terms of that. And so I I feel that a lot. I always feel like I'm adapting mm. to the energy that I'm 
sensing, you know, or I'm like, what's, what's needed for what's needed in this moment, which is like different as a, from a three, Mm -hmm. but I I mean, I've learned again a lot, like three, six and nine, very interrelated. Um, but it's again, that deeper motivation is that I am always looking for, yeah, how am I, how am I balancing what that person is bringing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so, so, so social nine people yeah. would say is, is willing to pay the toll, the social toll or sure. whatever that means, like token or currency, you know, to be mm. in the group. Hmm. Do you relate to that in any way? Yeah. The, the name for the social nine is participation. Mm. Like hmm. that's that overarching mm. name that is given to that. And I that, know, that, that's where you and I could not be more opposite. Oh, I know. my this God. Is where, like, you guys are so opposite in yeah. some yeah. respects. Didn't seem yes. like that. I mean, we get to the marriage part. I do think there's some sweet stories. <laughs> but right now, it's going to seem like we're at odds. But we're like, not there are some at sweet odds. Stories. There's yeah. so many sweet stories. <laughs> <laughs> we promise. But, yeah, like, participation is a huge thing, you know? Yeah. So even while I'm trying to balance, you know, um, there still is like I'm in the game. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's part of what I'm just like bringing to the overall, to that overall dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, participation really does, which is sometimes why a social nine can seem like a seven. You know, it's mm-hmm. like oh for sure. But a those lot are of those are the main ones in the early days. I was like, Marissa's a seven or a two. Like, right. I'm not even really considering a nine because of the energy level. Yeah, but that's the funny thing about being a nine is if somebody's like. I honestly feel game for anything. Like, I'm aware that I have high energy, (laughs) like, just in talking, because that's just part of my, again, center of expression. I'm really high feeling center. Mm. Like, so there's that kind of, like, warm energy that I'm bringing. But if somebody was like, we're going to have cuddle night, like... Cuddle night. Cuddle night. Like what? Let's just like stay in and watch movies. I'm like, love it. But if somebody's like, let's get dressed up and go to the theater, I'm like, love it. Like I really am like, I actually any can, of the things. Any of the things, but I really do rely a lot on like the the invitation hmm. because I'm like I'm bringing participation to the game. So, uh, and when you say love it, you mean it. You're I like, I it. love it. You came up with this idea that does sound great. I'd love to do it. All right, yeah. right. Let me just stop us for a quick second and just oh, say this is this we is a hop. great this is a great bonding moment because I think this is like <laughs> um, for you similar. Like, can you sound off on that? Because I feel like you're similar. Like you, I'm talking to Macy. Everybody. Yeah, because you're so you're social. I am totally social. Yeah, yeah, yeah social dominant. So, so that 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 idea of like somebody's provide presented an idea and you're like yeah i'm in i'm in yeah in general i mean in general i am in i mean if it's but probably not to the extent of like there are definitely certain like big activities that i would definitely be like hard no Mm. i'm not in but but let me just say i feel like that might be a slight difference is marissa's also a hard no but can't muster up the courage to say it (laughs) are you you talking about that's a nine thing sometimes you are hard no and you're like you you said yes to something and you're like, that's a meme of oh, a nine. that's totally different. I say yes to everything that I don't want to do. <laughs> but I'm talking more about, like, fun stuff that I'm totally okay. game to do. Got it. Yeah. Makes Dumb sense. things that people want me to do, and I just am saying yes because I'm like, I don't want to say no to them. <laughs> I'm not yeah. talking about fun activities and okay. participating. I'm talking about, like, your boss being like, 
<laughs> I don't know. For instance, like you're in charge of welcome. I'm like, sure, sure, <laughs> I guess. What are we talking about? Does that actually happen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> One year later. <laughs> That's so good. Um, I think. Okay. Well, I just wonder about this. I think one thing that because I can compare it to Scott, like. Scott's not paying attention to everybody in the room very often. Oh, like if there's a group of no. five people, I can tell that Scott will only be paying attention to one. And sometimes yes. I'm like, are you not seeing everybody else and yeah. their reactions yes. and paying attention to those? Like I'm And I'm out. seeing them and now yeah. everybody hates us and now I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's that thing of the so focus good. of attention. It's like yes. I c- I'm inevitably always focused on everybody in the room. I can't just, yes. I can't forget that there's somebody there. And like even right. just sitting here, like I'm very aware that Jack and Avery are in the house. Oh, like that, totally. I'm not even forgetting that real- at all. What? Never can forget. And it's like on and my mind thinking about that, like the space we're taking up in their home. Yeah. Yeah. In wow. that situation. Yes. I remember one time we had friends. You will so appreciate this story because you were here. Can I say people's names? Yes. Is that awkward? Remember when Greg and Chelsea did their concert here? Yeah. These, we Greg like has the been a, a guest on our podcast. We yeah. have, Greg has been a guest. Art of the playlist, Greg. And he, <laughs> they, he is like phenomenally talented. These two are just the best. Anyway, they spent the night here. And Dodger has a thing with, like, I mean, it takes him 20 times to warm up to someone of, like, you need to be in our house 20 times for him to, like, chill out. And he was freaking out the next morning. And I'm like, there is nothing that I love more than, like, having people over and having them wake up here and being able to, like, you know. Create the right mood. Create the right. Have a great time. Yes. All of the things. And Dodger's like, like, at Greg's face. And... Um, well, because Greg did insist on all the time. Like, it's just a side note for fun, interesting this images. Is not time to talk about Greg. Greg <laughs> does not listen to this podcast, but um, he, he, this is a four mood, I think. <laughs> like, when it, after the after party, yeah, during the after party, the after after party, we're in the kitchen and he's like insisting on like as we're all standing and talking, he's sitting on the floor. Sure. But I also love that the next morning he's sitting on the floor. So Dodger was like face level barking in his face. <laughs> okay. There's that. But this, uh-huh. I'm talking, he was not sitting on the floor at this point. Oh, he's okay. sitting on the chair. But the point of oh, this okay, is, is that Greg was like, I think, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I was really kind of freaking out. Yeah. And Greg was like, I think you're more upset about this than Dodger or than I am like about Dodger like it's you it seems like it's really upsetting you and I was like yeah it is because but I was thinking like it's ruining the whole vibe and I'm like Greg is trying to talk and Dodger's barking and I'm distracted (laughs) and it just was like a big disaster but anyway (laughs) as far as the variants are concerned that is the best way that I have heard it described and that I like to invite people to engage with it is the party metaphor of like that social instinct will scan the room and Mm -hmm. they know exactly what's happening. It's like, okay, this is over here. This is that. Yep. Those people, Oh, they're the power players. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, and and yeah, they're they're paying attention to social dynamics. Yes. And they will even see the alone person and being like, that person's alone. They're sad. I might need to go talk to them. Whereas, like, because I hate it when people are like, oh, no, but I'm one-to-one. I really like being one-to-one. I'm like, 
Yes, just because you're social dom- dominant doesn't yeah. mean you don't like one to one. I also like one to one, but if I'm in a room, so if you are really so that good. like sexual instinct, <laughs> when you walk into a room, you're like, where are my people? Don't really care what's happening yeah. here. Zoom. You're zooming you're in like on your people. Beeline for that person or your people. And then self press, which is so funny because there's so many times where I'm like, Scott will do this. And I didn't understand it until I heard it in this language, mm-hmm. which is why he was so insistent on me kind of learning, learning. the Enneagram was that <laughs> it did give us a common language. Like we can be like, oh yeah, instinct. <laughs> but like self press, <laughs> he was like, why are the lights all dim? And I'm like, dim? What? Oh. You know, or he's like, why is there, have you noticed there's no music playing? And I'm like, I love music. I mean, music major. And I was like, I did not even notice. And then, or we'll walk in somewhere and he'll be like, when are we eating? And I'm like, who cares? We're talking. And he's like, yeah, that's the first. I mean, somebody will invite us over and he's like, is this going to be one of those situations? Like, do you know when we're going to eat? I'm like, uh. And you're like, no, we're. I guess in their home, I don't know when it comes. I don't know when we're eating. We're just going to eat when the food is here. But he's like, I have to know. I'm like, ah, what? I think you and I are somewhere that we could probably go. I could go all day and forget. All day. All day without doing it. Yeah. All day without eating. Because it's just like I'm zooming from one thing to the next. Or if yeah. somebody, if, oh. I, I was at their house <laughs> and they were like, we're coming over for dinner and they weren't feeding me. I, it would be like four hours before I'd be like, oh, that's a little strange that we haven't eaten yet. But Scott would be like four minutes in. He's like, I thought we were here for dinner. We're here you know, like, Absolutely. I mean, this is just highlights how we just don't understand each other. But that's why I think the Enneagram gives us the language. Like, it gives I don't us understand. How language. can you? How can you go to someone's house and be hungry? Yeah. <laughs> it, you guys, those variants, I'm telling you, <laughs> they make all the difference. They do. And I feel, we've told friends, the variants had more of an impact on our relationship and our understanding of one another than any of the number talk did. You know, it, yeah. even though the number is so strong. But I think, like, because, I mean, both Scott and I are and you would be the same, Macy, of like really appreciating the uniqueness of people and how different everybody is and, you know, why we just can't do this thing of being like, well, you know, nines. You know, it's like, no, you actually don't because every nine is going to be so different. Yeah. Just as every five or every four or every seven or whatever. Like, it's all, they're all so unique because there's so many things that are going into why somebody does what, they mm-hmm. do. And I feel like the biggest variations can be explained by those instincts. You know, if yeah. you're Ooh. like, man, Ooh. yeah, it just makes such a huge, huge difference. I feel like it is kind of the, the like actual best part of the Enneagram. <gasps> like, it's like, I wish I had been taught that first. Yeah. Mm. Over the numbers. Mm. But I also just feel like in terms of relationships, like it's probably really helpful to know that like between you two, like you're probably not going to get your best bonding going to a social engagement because Scott's right. sexually or socially blind. And totally. like is we that. in general, we learned it. not going to be connecting through that, yeah. you know? And so it's like you have to you have to address that and see that and the variants help you to figure out like, well, where are we just completely missing each other? Where totally. where do we have connection? Yes. Woo. Uh, babe, where would you say, how, how does your social instinct, like, uh, two questions, like, how does your social Ooh, instinct, questions. how, 
rephrase this question. <laughs> how does your social instinct uh, help you? Yeah. And how does it get you into trouble? Ooh, so many things. <laughs> I mean, my social instinct, it's hard to even say help. I think it's just a place of security and home. Mm-hmm. I never have anxiety walking into a party or I can I disagree with that and I'm social. Yeah, that's, so that's interesting. That's interesting because I'm you like don't disagree I disagree with it. You don't relate. Right, no, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't relate. But <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah, for me and and that probably has to do with my nineness is because like again I know if I observe something I'll be able to get there somehow you know authentically I'm like that is that part where it does as a nine feel like I really can lock into any other number Mm -hmm. in an authentic way not in like a fake way that's going to exhaust me but I'm like oh it's so fun to to lock into my five, you know, and Scott and I are, are sometimes at our best when I can kind of like go there and mm-hmm. we can have a really deep discussion about something and I enjoy learning and I mean, getting a little I'm existential, getting a little existential mm-hmm. and you know, um, but I, mm-hmm. so I think that mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. part of the security piece is just yeah. like for me as a nine, I kind of know that I can do that, but to just, yeah, be able to walk in, and I and I know that um, I won't I won't miss something mm-hmm. that might be important, um, and yeah, so that's how it's helped. And fortunately, like I've been in fields where that's really important. Like, it's like I've your been job. in pastoral <laughs> ministry. I'm like, you walk into a lobby full of people, and it's really good to be able to scan quickly. And so I am. I am grateful for that, but I think in an odd way, it's a hurt. In Strengths Finders, you know, we say helps and hurts <laughs> or balconies and basements. <laughs> like it's all mm. of these alliterative names that are really <laughs> helpful. Um, and I think that it's hard because it really exacerbates the self-forgetting hmm. because the more input that you're taking about other people, hmm. the less input you're um, acknowledging about what's going on with yourself. Whoa. And that I've never is heard that before. You got you to record a, a, a podcast episode <laughs> with your wife to hear this juicy information. It's juicy. It's juicy, folks. <laughs> But it's what? true. I mean, yeah, I think that, and that's what anything that is in the superpower realm about any of us is like. Think about it. Superpowers and superheroes—they're always getting themselves into trouble because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh my gosh, my superpower! I'm like breaking everything because <laughs> I'm so strong." Yeah. Like, yeah. And I Dang. do that. The you shadow know, where side. I'm like, Whoa. "Oh my gosh, I am so aware of everybody else that I've totally missed." myself or I think because and it's so sad to say but because that one-on-one I will sometimes like even make that that is my least Mm -hmm. and that I will miss that like oh my gosh Scott is really not doing well in this situation um Mm -hmm. or the kids because your focus attention is on the whole room (laughs) always yeah yeah because you're you're, you're paying attention to everyone equally and you're not Totally giving more pay attention to Scott in this, or like the kids right. in the situation, or whoever needs it. Yeah. And so, if yeah. you do have one of, uh, if you do have somebody who like, they are just they're totally 
laser focused on you, which Scott is. Um, <laughs> and I'd say our daughter, Avery, is. You know, where Jack, he's a social instinct. So we're both reading the room, and then we can look at each other and be like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, a lot of, like, respect. Avery's like, look at respect. me. Avery's like, you you were caring more about that person than me. And so <laughs> she will like, I will be in the church yeah. lobby being like, yeah. oh, hey, everybody, yeah. Oh, can I see? Okay, yeah, great. See what Bible study on Tuesday. And she's like, mom, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. She's just like disrupting No, I, I so really Tavery's energy sometimes in the sense that like um, this bad behavior that you're so flummoxed about, you're like, I can't believe you would throw this totally. sort of energy into the room when everybody's looking at you and everybody's like, the whole point is to get your attention. So I don't even care. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which. And I watch it. I'm like, Oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Can relate. Yeah. yeah. So we've, I mean, Avery and I just talked about this. Like we've actually come up with a new thing, which is like, how do we both kind of win in that situation? Yeah. So, and this is where I think just tools are really important. And mm-hmm. again, especially for a nine, <laughs> like, a tool is important because it's objective, you know? Um, it will help you not forget yourself. So mm. if you say, uh, you know, I've said to Avery, I'm like, okay, give me a chance to, if you want to go, like, say just an example. It's like, we're, we, she wants to leave church, mm-hmm. which is always. And uh, 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 just a random example. A random example. <laughs> just like, it's just like hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> someone in my family wants to leave somewhere and I am saying goodbye and not leaving. And you're taking your time saying goodbye because you just say goodbye to everyone. Right, because I'm doing all things because I, oh, I saw that person was waiting to talk and now I got to Well, look. they do say nines are the most awkward at saying goodbye. Really? Yeah, because because they don't know how to end. They feel awkward ending. Yeah. I can see this in the nines, oh, I know. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And remember that thing going around Facebook where it talked about like a Midwest goodbye? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it yeah. starts an hour before yep. with, that's you. well, yeah. you know, and then it's like, that's just the beginning of like 12 step process. To me, it's like, the most ideal is like, goodbye. No, the most <laughs> good, the most <laughs> ideal <it>. for <laughs> you is ghosting. Well, and that's I was the like, most ideal. I'm sorry. Yeah, true. What? What is that? You're nobody just noticed that I left. Nobody, nobody acknowledged Which that. Which, in I just a weird gone. way, that <laughs> I would rather talk about zero and a hundred. I'd rather ghost than do the be like a goodbye. half goodbye. I think I can relate to that because if you ghost, then it's like you didn't see the social ramifications of what you did. Yes. Yes. You're just gone. Well you just said. disappear. And you're just like, and then you can refocus to wherever you're at. Yeah. Next. Yeah. And <laughs> then you can do your own holistic complete goodbye the next day where you call people and are like, oh my gosh, I'm never. so sorry we ghosted. I know. I'm so sorry I ghosted. I would apologize that for the ghosting. the whole point of ghosting. And then I would totally blame Scott. Who's the ghost? I'd be like, oh my gosh, Scott loves to ghost. And then people would be like, oh, Scott. Oh, he loves to ghost. You're such a good wife. And I'd be like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Extra points for you socially. <laughs> Social points. She's such a good Sexual wife. Sexual one-on-one points. Wife yeah. points. That's so true. That's, right. that's a good win for you if you sneak, sneaky ghost. Blame it on Scott the next day, but still yeah. say goodbye I, to everyone I the next day. I did my duty <laughs> and ghosted. But, but look how I'm so goodbye. committed to my husband. So how how's your social <laughs> instinct gotten you in your trouble, if at all? I just told you. Yeah, oh, that? the self-forgetting. Self-forgetting. Yeah. It yeah. exacerbates self-forgetting. Yeah. yeah. So it... It has gotten me in a lot of trouble with you and with Avery of like, Mm. of, and of course it's not what's going on in my heart. Right. Like, because 
it's not that I'm not seeing that they're upset. Yeah. But it is that idea that I, at times, am prioritizing the peace of the group or yeah. what I perceive is me holding this peace, you yeah. know, um, instead of just saying, hey, can you guys just hang on a second? Like, let me go and deal with this. Because part of it is that I don't trust that it will be like a couple minute process and we connect and everything's good. I think, oh my gosh, if I leave now, it's going to be like two hours and blah, blah, blah. You know, so, um, mm -hmm. but I think that is where it hasn't given an accurate message of how I really feel about people, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, both it's exacerbated that self-forgetting and um, not realizing when uh, there have been a few danger zone moments where I've had a really clear instinct of like, I don't want to be here. Um, but, but you don't I've know. S I, ha I didn't go. Like mm. I stay or um, really, really immediate things of like, this, is, this isn't right. And I'll feel it very strong in my gut and I ignore it um, because oh. I'm wanting to not upset people. And so mm. that... Because I am on, that's the thing, is that the, you tell yourself that instinct is like, it's going to upset everybody. Now, and this is like going to keep you safe if you just right. Not, right. not do anything. And, yeah. and I think that is probably the hardest thing about all of this, you guys, is that you can try to test it, you know? Because you, you think to yourself at the, at the best, oh, it's a, it's a lie that you're believing. You know, you think everybody's going to be upset, but they really won't be. And that is just not true. I mean, that's where real life is really hard. And I wish yeah. that I could just write it in some sort of like Enneagram book of like, it's just a perceived wound it, or like it's a perceived reaction. Everything's perceived. I'm like, it might be, but it also might be that people will be upset if you yeah. say, mm, hey, true. actually, I know that I just got here, but I really can't, I can't be here right yeah. now. So I'm going to go and and letting everyone else's reaction go. That's the real work is being like, I have to pay attention and act on that. Yeah, Dang. and I do wonder if like a nine, especially, I would think maybe maybe nines and twos, like because there's so much in this habit of doing the things to make sure everything's fine with the people mm -hmm. around them, that when they do decide to go against that and start to integrate and stand up for themselves that people aren't used to that in them. Absolutely. So it's, it's like extra strong. So it's like if say your whole life, you've always been like, whatever, I'm going to show up and leave when I want. Nobody's right. upset when you do that when you're 50 years old. But like now, if you're all of a sudden doing that, then that's right. like disarming to other people. And that's, Oh, are you still the same Marissa? And you're like, actually, yes. this has been, I'm like actually trusting myself more in this situation. Right. But it's, not showing up that way. That is such a great point. And I think that that is where there's a lot more work to be done with the Enneagram in terms of how is this affected by culture and gender and generation, like all of the things that can impact. Mm -hmm. um, because I do think, th imagine an eight who's like always been an eight and is like, no. And then all of a sudden they're like super compliant and sweet. Right. <laughs> People would be like, like, yes, like, oh my gosh, haven't they grown? But like, if all of a sudden a nine starts asserting and yeah. it's like, actually, no, I don't want to do that. It's like. But your whole value was in how much peace you brought to this. Yeah. So now what do we and do? And then people are like upset about that. Yeah. And then they're like, 
what's happened to what's her? Happened to she her? used to be so easy and so nice and so, like, she was so laid back and easy to get along with, and now she's being difficult. Like, oh. and I even just thinking of having to make those steps probably is like, the piece, the piece is going to go. I do right? think that's where, like, some real, I've, I've, I've been listening to some podcasts and reading some articles about <laughs> no <laughs> not you just like how you how do you how you bring the the conversation of intersectionality into the enneagram yeah and like an, a woman nine like that's that's a double whammy you know like somebody that's already in their disposition feeling like they need to concede to the universe yeah and then being quadruply confirmed by other social settings that like right. that's what you should do and it's good and you actually you're being rewarded for yeah. that and that's what your station is totally and uh, when you step out of line it's like right. what? I theologically think it's inappropriate <laughs> right <laughs> you know? I mean I think that's the craziest thing about you know we joked about like the animal images of yeah. the nine but in a lot of <laughs> a lot of times um, and, and then people will be like are you sure you're a nine you know where it's like <laughs> you're making yourself smaller or you're trying to disappear and like not take up space. And then all of a sudden you have these animals that are like a whale and an elephant. It's like they can't make themselves smaller if they try. It's like there's so much presence and so much space in those animals. Hmm. And so that has been like, that is a healing. You guys would not believe the nonsense that's going on right now about trying to get Dodger to be calm. <laughs> and He's doing it's a great really job. Um, you're a good boy. Yes. He wants to be. Um, but yeah, there's so much of the like, m- that is part of that nine thing is like not wanting to take up the space mm-hmm. that you actually deserve to take up. Yeah. And I think that that is so much of the, that's where that intersectionality in terms of, of gender, um, and especially in, in faith communities. I mean, yeah. I just, there is a, there's a narrative there, you know, mm-hmm. that you are a little less than, and that's actually... <laughs> a little less than. Right, like, and, and so if you actually could stay there and keep doing that, that's kind of what God intended for you. So just, you know, stay there. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, really no. But also, but also wow, big, look, how, look how well she's staying there. That's amazing. What a nice wife. What an amazing servant leader, you know? <laughs> Like this language we have. <laughs> Servant leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the weird language we found for that. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, just for the sake of fun, because oh. this whole thing is fun, but but I think one of this could work for any type. Actually probably the least self pres could work for this. But like a classic Marissa moment is um well <laughs> one of my favorite Marissa stories is Marissa <laughs> comes from a bit of a different background than me. And I remember when I when we first were starting to date, I brought her to a Young Life camp. And like part of the Young Life oh, camp was I we're gonna have like a big giant say. food fight. And it's and it was just pandemonium and then they have a big fire truck come and hose everybody off. And Marissa's like, I did not dress well for this. And I'm like looking at Marissa in the middle of this and Marissa's got like I don't know, I don't I wouldn't even guess what outfit you had on. But I do know she was wearing these like white Prada high heel shoes in the middle of a food <laughs> fight. <laughs> it's like the most Marissa. <laughs> but but I was just kind of going for it. Yeah. Yeah. You were going for it for your to your credit. You were out there going for the food fight in white Prada high heels. But um, 
another thing too, as a classic Marissa thing, is like getting caught up in a conversation and getting sunburned. That's a classic Marissa move. That was at the same camp. Yeah. And I was like, so, and that's where, again. But it's happened several times since. I would tell everybody who's like, I like one-on-one conversations. So do I. But like, even if you're, n- that's not your dominant type, that doesn't mean that you don't like them. It's just in that moment. Yeah. When I was scanning the room, I'm like, that girl needed to talk. We went out and talked. And I knew in the back of my head. I'm getting burnt. I'm getting burnt. I'm getting burnt on my back. I am Dutch and Norwegian primarily and pale. I'm pale. I have no sunscreen on my back. The sun in southern Oregon is beating down on my back. Hashtag worth it. Hashtag worth it. There were no hashtags at that time. This is a long time ago. But I it's like that's the thing. I'm and that's where this idea that like self-forgetting is some sort of like subconscious random thing. No, no. I knew it was happening, but I was like... Back pocket it. Back pocket. Back pocket it. That's yeah, the image like, And then it was like second degree. So I had to like go to the medical center. No. And Look how she's talking about it. Special cause. You know what I mean? This is the thing. It's like as, as somebody... This is the difference between us. Like neither one of us know which is like secondary quite. Like I, yeah. we, we assume I'm sexual prominent or whatever. Predominant. Dominant. Dominant. Um, <laughs> prominent, prominent. I don't, I don't know. know the word, uh, <laughs> but but we know I'm social blind for sure. But we don't know the levels, and and same with you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm you, I know blind. the levels. Yeah, because I took self press blind. But that's the thing is like you're both. I think you're. Are you both self press blind? Are you sexual blind? I don't um, have a blind. Okay, blind. It's according whatever. to the test. Okay. Well, and I also would. I, I think it was Susan Stabile who I was listening to recently, or somebody else was talking about how. Their instinctual variants really are one of, the, but unlike your number, they're a little bit more adaptable yes. based on your situation mm. and like your circumstances. And mm-hmm. so you could go through some trauma or something specific, and that would lead you to have to do a certain, like yes. hone in on a certain. My, my, I feel like my sexual with combined with the self pres approaches a situation like that and says, "You will eventually be getting my undivided attention," and I'm so excited for that. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm currently getting sunburned, so we've got to figure this out. And then, there's just no I'm getting sunburned. There's yeah. no option, and yeah. there's no uh, there's no there's no reality where I have to go to the bathroom. Right. I will go to the bathroom here in a second. And uh, there's no reality where I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, it's but I'll, but but yeah, I will say like, I would like I would hold having to go to the bathroom for a long time <laughs> if it's like the room requirement. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't There's no, like, I don't do room yeah. requirement. But also I will say it's all in service of the sexual, I think. Like I'm going to eat and go to the bathroom because I want you to have my undivided attention. Like I need to make sure these things are absolutely taken care yeah. of. Yeah. I think really as I've gotten older, um like I think that sexual instinct was really strong for most of my life. Like almost too strong. Like <laughs> crazy strong social sexual and like self-pres was like nothing constant sunburns mm. constant mm. holding going to the bathroom like not constant, like days without drinking water days without <laughs> drinking water oh my god days and days no yeah. never um, what I, <laughs> days never. without drinking water yeah we, we used <laughs> to laugh about how scott drank water and he's like oh if i drink like this i'm getting more water in my body faster because like, he would drink, drink with so his like fast. teeth he's like with his like teeth really big it was really weird but he was like i'm getting more water fast i was like what but 
he was at least drinking water. Where I'm like, <laughs> I've had it, and he's like, "Are you dehydrated?" I'm, I'm just like, drinking whatever. coffee. Yeah, like, and I'll still have days like that where this it's like, is I so forget. Good. But <laughs> I do think as I've gotten older and like being a mother and all of those things, I have been more of like, actually, I need to go to the bathroom. I have to. F- actually, I have to put this. Yeah. I have to bring this up and balance this out because right. it's not working. Yeah. Or like yeah. I had freaking melanoma on my leg. And so now I'm like, oh, actually, I, like I wouldn't let that sunburn thing happen again. But it's that's the, the so thing sorry. about. <laughs> I can relate so hard because I went to Hawaii one time and got the <laughs> world's worst sunburn. I was like sick for three days after. Oh, my gosh. Yep. But it's just because I'm like. Whatever, yeah. it's gonna be fine, and I know it's oh. just like so far off from my oh. radar. I know. One time I was in Italy, <laughs> so for, like t- this is two years after the Italy trip where Marcy died, and I was just like, no, maybe this was the same trip because Robin was there, my friend Robin, Robin. and shout I was Robin. like, shout, shout out Jonathan Clapper, shout uh, out yeah. Blaze, Jonathan, <laughs> listen, um, I. I'm like, I'm kind of Italian. Italian on the inside, whatever. So, Norwegian on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> Norwegian on the outside, Italian on the inside. And I'm just like going for it, doing as the Italians do. I'm like floating around in salty water and yes. no sunscreen. And I <laughs> I was vomiting for three days in oh. the bed, but couldn't turn this because was I was me. so burned. You know, I'm like... This is what? the thing. This is the Who way we process that. Even this, this is a I would never do that right now. What? Like it, like if you guys let down a social situation, a social context. I'm, my assumption is you'd be obsessing over over it for about a week or two. You'd be like, yeah. how how did I let myself do that? Like if you if you somehow sabotage a social situation, hundred percent. Yeah. In this, I'm like, oh, of course I did this. Yeah. Now I process that. I'm like. One does sabotage a social situation. What can you do? I can't control mm. that. I, it's just not in my mind. But. If I got sunburned and was throwing up, I'd be like, I let myself oh. down. What the heck did you do? You are better than this. I'd be so much shame. I'm like, you should have been paying attention. Mm. You should have been wearing your sunscreen. You should have been drinking your water. Like, never again. Never again will you let that happen. Yeah. Sometimes I think about <laughs> it like, so, Macy, this would be a question. <laughs> if you were by yourself completely, like, you got sent. Somebody paid for it. Somebody sent you on, like, a special only you vacation. Would you ever get sunburned on that vacation? Just by yourself. What a question. As an alone person. Yeah. You would? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> difference. Really? The difference between that types. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay. This is so funny because this, like, if my parents, they probably don't. Because I feel like you get wrapped up in my sitting mom could and be thinking. listening to this because she's a nine, but like. Me getting sunburned is like a plague of my life. Like, I'm constantly okay. doing it. So, yeah. I just like. I'm not good. This is the self-press thing. I'm not good at self-care. Like, even, like, mm. like growing up, carrying the fact that I was getting acne didn't matter to me. I was like, I don't really care to have a facial, face mm. washing routine. I don't I don't care that much about oh, my body. Maisie like, said something the other day, too. It was like, sometimes <laughs> I'll get a zit, and I'm, I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, I kind of like my zit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's true. It's like, hey there, little buddy. <laughs> I have a sip for a week. It's fun. Um, Anthropomorphizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hey, buddy. No, I think I probably would. Because there's also a part of me, and this is is me being, like, honest, and it's shameful, but it's like, 
Sometimes I'm like, I'm better than needing sunblock. But then oh. it's like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Like, I'm, of course, not better than needing sunblock. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a strange subconscious <laughs> message. But it's, it's something that's going on in my brain. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm not going to spend money on sunblock. I'm thinking oh, okay. about the meaning of life right now. Okay, what are you talking about? Sunblock. You know, that's not important. Yeah. That's oh, the meaning of life. I'm thinking about the universe. I'm thinking about the stars. Yeah. I'm thinking about <laughs> my personality I'm and not, my relationships. I'm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So I would get burned. Uh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Most situations I would get burned. And it's something I'm actually working on. Like, now I'm like, I need to put some yeah. work on every day, although I don't. Right. Yeah. So. I will just say, I feel like we're wrapping up this section. Now we're going to take another break, everybody. Oh, my we're gonna gosh. We're going to put down our microphones. Marissa's going to take a break with us. Um, social types. Let me let me just try to honor social types really quick. I mean, both you, we both to be you, honored. both the two of you actually. I mean, are in my mind wizards at <gasps> social. Social. You wizards. know, like I don't do it, and so I don't have it. So to me, it does really seem like a superpower. I watch it happen. Um, I watch it happen with the both of you. Like there is an energy and, a, and like a charisma and um, a focus of attention that goes into attending to the group that is wildly valuable. I mean, as a youth pastor, as a pastor, especially those are the types that you want, especially it's, 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 it's an energy that compensates for my lack of ability to do that. Um, so, I mean, this is something I probably appreciate about Marissa from the beginning. I, we'll get into marriage in a second, but like, this isn't even marriage. My, I've, I've said this a lot, but my first, my very, 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 very singular first origin story memory of Marissa <laughs> is her, I mean, we've mentioned this, because of her, her sister dying, she was not really participating in the first quarter of 1998, yeah. which was my, my freshman year. My sister died in August of 1998, and then school, you know, SPU oh. was on the quarter system, so Gosh. it started at the, um, at the end of September um, of 98. Yeah, so I'm a freshman versus a junior. Did you take that quarter off? No, because I'm lame. No. I was the sports editor, though, of the Falcon, the school newspaper. Okay. No, but that's so. a nine. I feel like that is a nine vibe. It's like. That was a nine vibe. Also you nine were going and trauma. on all those coffee dates. Yeah. I was yeah, going exactly. on all the coffee dates, and I was like, I can't disappoint the newspaper. But I did not show up for a lot of classes, like, yeah. initially. But Also, yeah. everybody needs to know yeah. Marissa's, like, an, a, a, a off-the-charts fabulous singer. Yeah. So, like, there was a little bit of a... Um, What's the word I want to use? Diva mentality. With oh my that? gosh, that's so rude. Well, Marissa knew she was an MVP <laughs> of the choir, so like I did not. I I think it was literally about a month in, and I'm in the choir, and I'm a freshman. And I was like one of like four or five freshmen, um, so I'm already feeling a little in over my head. Everybody's bonded. Everybody knows who they are, and I'm like, and I just remember Marissa walking into class one day. So first of all, I thought she was really cute, but yeah, also probably like three weeks <clears throat> after something like the that quarter has started. So. Yeah. Yeah, and Marissa walks in, and it's like, first of all, it's mid class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody starts just going bonkers, like <laughs> cheering, clapping, <laughs> crying. And I'm like, who is this person? I'm like, what's her? Here she comes. Jeez, you know, and, and, and then even the way you received it was You're so like, classic. Like, yeah, woo. You know, you weren't like embarrassed. You're like, come on, yeah. Now, and that, that just instantly, Marissa was on my radar, of course, instantly, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, I feel like, uh, absorbing the social energy. Yeah, but know. 
I think that, you guys, I really cannot say it enough. And I think that there are people probably who listen to your podcast who wouldn't, who are still new enough to the Enneagram where they would have ruled out that there are nine because there are people in their lives who think, oh, that, again, that kind of energy, there's no way they could be a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's not about that behavior. I'm like, I had a friend who said to me recently, and it was it was really honest and really sweet, and because she, she was kind of like s- skeptical of my nineness for a little bit, and then she said, "I was like, well, we were talking, and I said, well, I I know you don't think I'm a nine, and she's like, honey, actually, I I do because if you weren't a nine, you'd be over the moon. She said you'd be on the other side of the moon, and I was like, oh, it was a compliment. It was a really <laughs> sweet thing that she was trying to say, yeah. and there's a piece of me that knows that. What, what like, does she mean by that? She oh, means no. like. A three, like, again, where I have to, when you even said in your um, description on Instagram of, like, she did a really healthy three thing right, by right. starting her own business. Yeah. Well, look at me. I don't self-promote myself at all. Yeah. I've been like, I'm going to write a book someday, you know, and it's like, a three would have written, like, eight books, but I'm like, oh, I, nobody wants to hear from me. Uh, what would I write about? I don't know. What is the first thing? I have all these ideas. I have all these thoughts. So that's why I'm like, I've loved things that are like, oh, you're speaking here. And I'm like, I have to do it. Oh, they like, told me. Yeah. They're, they're making me do it. I've got, I mean, it's why I liked that newspaper. It's like, I had these deadlines. I couldn't yeah. overthink oh, it. That and is just, a Macy energy, too. A hundred percent. I mean, yes. it's a withdrawn type thing, or maybe it's a social mm. thing. Like, if somebody, Be if I'm social. doing it for the group and for yes. the team, I will do it. No. Oh, my never, gosh. I'm not going to let the but team But on down. my own. Oh, it's I'll so the team hard for me to do a project and finish it for yes. myself. I'm going to let myself down every day, all day. But like, <laughs> no, never. definitely, I mean, that's where it's like different things came <laughs> out in my personality when yeah. I became a mother or like, I'm like, I am the worst self advocate, advocate, but I'm like, I'm going to advocate for these kids. I'm going to advocate for people I love. <laughs> it's, Man, it is that piece is really, really strong. But yeah. I think that even when Scott is telling that story about me walking in and being like, everyone's like, I, that was my own weird way of keeping the peace of like, you're like, yeah. Because what if I came in all sad and I'm like, you guys, my sister died. You know, I'm like, four, it's got to love four. Oh, <laughs> so sad. I would have been like, thanks. And then like sat in the corner and waited for somebody to come and tend to me and then yeah. like leave uh-huh. and hope someone follows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I was like, you guys, I so wanted everybody to know I am so fine. You guys, I'm yeah. fine. Well, which is probably you why you didn't show up until then. Me. You were like, yeah. Yeah. I'm I, not going to show up until I'm fine. I wasn't going to be fine yeah. right after. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I could really do was finish the stuff at the newspaper those in those early days. But I'm like, mm. that is, again, it's why it is so important to be like, we just can't do that thing where we're like, oh, total three. Total four. That person's sad. <laughs> Look at their forwardness. They're so emotional. I'm Seriously. Like, we Stop don't know doing why that. anybody's doing anything. We've got to let people be who they are. <laughs> Motivation. Snap. Not behavior. Okay, I think this leads <laughs> to the fi- finale. First of all, we're an hour and a half. So okay, this is flying. Flying. Bye. Flying. Flying. Bye. See how it goes, though? I mean, this I is why people say, like, make it, it shorter. Goes. It's like, how can we possibly make it shorter? No. Um, you I could do. Make I, I would this like, like eight episodes. But I know we could <laughs> easily. <laughs> we'll do that. easily. Um, I, I would. I think I it'd be mean. as we wind down. The next portion will be a, a brief conversation. I'll try to guide us and keep okay. us on task. Oh, a thanks. brief conversation on being withdrawn types. Yep. All okay. four. All yep. three of us. Uh, a brief conversation about marriage, 
and then Marissa getting a final word to the nines. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. When we come back. I'm now thinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, Marissa's getting a taste of the podcast tonight. Um, we, ha- we have long conversations in between the sessions, everybody. We don't go to 7-Eleven, but we talk. Um, I'm off Red Bulls. I am. This, is, I bet this is part of my self-presentation. Yeah. I'm like, I've committed to being off Red Bulls. <laughs> Red Bulls, that was real. I know. I really tried to tempt you the other day. Yeah. Where oh, were yeah. we? I was like, oh. are you sure? Do you sure? Where I know was you it? the other day were like, are you sure you don't want a Red Bull? Where were like, we? Don't. Ask me that because yes, oh I do. Gosh, we were at Discovery Park. Discovery Park. Yeah, because yeah, there's like, this one oh, yeah, 7-Eleven that was my like. I went there every main. once a week to Your this go-to. one specific one. Yeah. So it was like nostalgia. Oh, <laughs> Scott used to drink Red Bulls. I did. No, it was, I mean that was for a different reason. Almost, I feel like I had no energy and I need to get pumped. Right. As for, for me, it club. is kind of like I like Red Bulls because it makes me chaotic. Oh yeah, you always oh. say that. That's a big difference between you and me. I don't want to feel chaotic. Yeah, he ever. just needed to. I just need energy. <laughs> he needed to like be pumped yeah. for a social yeah. situation. Uh, okay, so let's try to let's try to let's try the three focus of us up? focus have a little conversation about being withdrawn. What does it mean for us? Yes, I'm a, I'm a counter type. Marissa's a counter type. You're not necessarily a counter type, but we are all withdrawn in our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that play out for the three of us? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I can go first. What does it mean to be go withdrawn? First. Okay, so from my understanding and from the language that I have, being a withdrawn stance is also tied into being what they would say is like doing repressed. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the posture, I would say, that I that we tend to take towards the world is kind of one step back when mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can 100% relate to that. I feel like my first instinct is to go inward and to withdraw from a situation when I'm feeling both overwhelmed as well as stimulated by it. Um, But I also think like the biggest thing for me in understanding my withdrawnness is this idea of being doing repressed. Um, And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I confuse doing like thinking and feeling with doing. So if I think and I feel about something, I can convince myself and, like, be, like, very sure that I've done something. Mm -hmm. When it's, like, maybe I didn't actually really do anything and I can Mm. go days without, unless I have, like, external work, which I'm, like, thank goodness for external work because that gets me out of my doing repressedness. But if I don't have external work, I can get lost in kind of just this swirl of my head and my emotions and I can mm. just stay there and not leave it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, well. So that's that is how I would say Fours? it manifests Do you relate? for me <laughs> as as a four and just as a withdrawn type. Um get really like I can get really sh- like stuck in introspection that leads me to just being there and not able to then 
move forward. Like very mm-hmm. past oriented. Like I'm definitely past oriented when I'm thinking. I'm not very often thinking about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I'm almost, my focus of attention is almost always on what happened before. <laughs> mm. So that's, that's my hot takes. Hot mm. takes. Do you want to go last? Do you want to be the finale? Sure. Uh, so, so I would say withdrawn. Um, I, I do relate to this metaphor of one foot in, one foot out. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm one foot in, one foot out, leaning on the out foot. Yeah. You know, that's oh, right. my, I'm like, maybe I'll participate, but I'm leaning heavily on this outward. And I don't quite know why or how that works, but um, I just, I, I guess I would say maybe a difference between a four and a nine, if we're talking about the withdrawn types. Because I know this plays out differently for Marissa. Um I'm I I know for for certain, especially if we're talking about like the intersectionality of these variants, with the self pres being more prominent in me. Yeah. I always just do prefer being alone. Like it's a nice feeling. There's no, there's no anxiety about being alone. I'm always like, that's my safe spot. I'm not like mm-hmm. alone, but I'm having so much fun. I'm like, it, I mean, it's a, it's a convenient thing. It's like, I might be feeling happy in a social situation, but it's nice to know that when I get home, I'll be feeling probably more happy. It's like both right. situations are going to be happy. Well, and <laughs> I think you and I, and maybe I'm, you can relate Marissa, but yeah. like sometimes things are almost better for me. Like I like experiences because I'm like, Oh, then I get to process it later and oh, think back on it. I like was just going to say the experiences that. are almost so I can have them to process <laughs> and not to have in the yeah. moment. Yeah. I don't know if Marissa yeah. relates to that, but like, I'm already feeling that. I'm already yeah. feeling like this is great, but I can't wait to think about it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. this this episode. <laughs> like oh. I can't wait for everybody to be done and for me to sit and stare off and think about what was that? Yeah. yeah. You know, totally. that's a yeah. nice experience. Right, right. Okay, bud. Another thought that popped into my brain as you were talking, which I think probably speaks mostly to my foreness, but could speak to all the withdrawn types, is like, I'm not gonna do something I don't wanna do. Mm. Like I if I don't feel inclined to do and we were talking about this on our break like if I'm not feeling it I'm not gonna do it so like (laughs) if you haven't convinced me it's worth my time or I Mm. am not invested in it and not passionate about it like if I don't have passion for it I'm not going to do it (laughs) like I I have to have some kind of passion driving me to do something or I'm not in it all and if I do have passion then I'm usually pretty invested in Mm -hmm. it but it's it's like you couldn't like if you were to, Scott, you were to be like, Mace, do you want to give a talk for Rebel? And I didn't want to. I'd be like, no, no. way. I definitely can't. You'd you say know, not. it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to because I don't want to do it. I'm not going to sign mm-hmm. myself up for mm. doing something I'm not into. Like, I would. Interesting. That to me is like a, a big piece <laughs> of why I'm probably doing repressed is because it's like, there's a lot of things that I just won't do because I don't think it's worth my time. And I'm like, yeah. why are we even doing it in the first place? It's not authentic to me. (laughs) See, I think that this is why, again, another shout out for the integrative nine is that as an assessment, I'm telling you guys, it's so long. People, I need to get this. I need to get this. You gotta get it. Because (laughs) there are, so they would call that, like where we get those words, withdrawn, assertive, compliant. They they put that in this category of the interaction styles. Hornevian interaction styles. Oh, yes, I've read about this. So withdrawn would be, you know, what, a nine is, you know, yeah. and apparently what a four is. But you can 
also test against type because of how you grew up or what how you were taught oh, to interact I with see. people or what you were taught to do. So for me, and so when they say like the interaction style, another way that they get people to understand it is to say how I get what I want. Hmm. So how do you get what you want? Do you assert what you want? Do you do you just like comply or are you, do you would like withdraw? And so when I took the test, like you see I was, hide and see. I do. I, I hide and see. That's a hundred percent. I get what I want. It's uh-huh. like I drop one thing, and then like walk away and hope that something happens with it. And if it doesn't, then I'm like, right. I guess I'm not getting what I want. Mm. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. And I'm like pretty strong on comply. Hmm. Like compliant, like, okay, I'll do it. Or withdrawn, which yeah. is like disappear. Like <laughs> just. Yeah. You'll hear that Marissa wanted something like three years later. She'll be like, oh, that time I wanted that. And people are like, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, or a lot of times too, I'm like, I hold back in conversations. If I feel like everybody's is asserting, mm. I'm like, let me just see what's going on here. Like what's. What's happening here, you know? Um, And then consequently, like, the the piece of what happens when you don't get what you want, that comes into, like, competency, positive outlook, or reactive. And so, like, I'm really high in, like, positive outlook, you know? So, again, sometimes those things can really exacerbate what your natural inclination is. So if I'm like, oh, no, they really... They mean well. They didn't. And if I already have like compliant and withdrawn tendencies, again, that's just like adding fuel. fuel so I don't get what I want. And instead of being like, hey, no, that was wrong. I'm like, oh, I bet I'm wrong. They didn't mean it. You know, it's like <laughs> blurg fest. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I can sometimes that's relate to that. Thing, I, think I think that's a social thing because I can face. relate to that. Yeah. Right. You but do that's that. the exciting thing. You about lean into blaming yourself first, and 100%. you do too. Right. Yeah. Especially right. in a social situation, if, like, uh, say there's a room of five people, and I can tell that I can't satisfy the needs of two of the five people, uh, yeah. I'm like instantly self blaming instead of being like, oh. it just is what it is. It's never on right. my mind. It's never on my <laughs> right. mind. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, where a lot of times I will think, like, oh, we'll get there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, okay, no, no, we can do this. Like, we'll eventually come up with some sort of solution. See, no, and that's, maybe we that's a difference is where you're thinking yeah. we'll get there, and I immediately go into self-loathing, mm-hmm. and then I'm introspective, and, like, why couldn't you have been a better friend to both of these people? Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's the thought. But this is why I love this. I mean, yeah. I love the Enneagram, obviously, but I love this. Like all these components. The components that, like, again, that's why you will never have a four. Oh, my gosh. Dodger's, like, <laughs> choking and dying. Um, you'll never have a four that is, like, exactly like you. You right. know? Or well, a nine. Heck that's exactly not. <laughs> Especially you. Unicorns everywhere. <laughs> Peacock. Peacock, unicorn. You know? But it's why everybody is just so different and unique. And it's yeah. just. Hey, Dodger, come here. Dodger. Please. Come over here. Jesus. Dodger. I will do anything. Look at Dodger, Dodger's you can do it. A four. Positive outlook. <laughs> you can do it, bud. I'm not <sighs> getting what I want right now because I really want a well-behaved dog, and I don't have one. But no, he's a good boy. Outlook. Are you good? 13 out of 10, good boy. 13 what? out of 10? I was like, 13 out of 10, no way. You guys. <laughs> Three out of is, 10. That a, is that a thing? Well, first of all, it is a thing, but then also... 
I just I think he is a good boy. <laughs> no, he's Tina cute. Tom, good boy. He's a cute boy. <laughs> but good boy is. Tina. Okay, okay. First of all, Go. we're two hours in. Oh my okay. gosh! Okay. See what how is fast the it goes. Deal with this. Um, oh, did yeah. you want to read some from the book before we wrap up with marriage? No. You sure? I was looking for those okay. words that I. What do we want to say about marriage? <sighs> I think there is one word to say about marriage. Ooh. It's not like one word, <laughs> but. It doesn't need to be a long talk, and I really do think you should do an episode that is about marriage and relationships and <laughs> partnerships and in any kind of a way, but that you can't, you would do a disservice to the marriage to just do this, like, five-nine thing. You know, oh, that's five, and that's nine, and this is how fives and nines interact. I'm like, no, you're a unique kind of nine, and you're yeah. a unique kind of five, and let's talk about that. I, Wisdom. For Scott and me... Isn't that weird? That's the correct grammar. Scott and me. Um, sounds right to me. I know, but like <laughs> so many people be like, Scott and I, but that, that's oh. not right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> side note, grammar time. Um, Versus an English major. I was an English major and a voice major. Double mage. Um, the in the People call them different things. The instinctual variants, I think, had more of a transformative effect on our marriage than... The number talk. Um, true, I think that's true. Did I mean that is really when I I stopped feeling bad for the way that I walk into a room, and I stopped yeah. blaming him for the way that he walked into a room. Mm-hmm. Like I really, Ooh. that Ooh. was what drove home the idea that like we walk into a room differently. Mm-hmm. But Oh my gosh, if everybody walked into a room like I did, gross. How disgusting and awful that would be. <laughs> like, we need each we need other. All we the need all the different ways. We need that. people being like, why are the lights? And when, for the love of God, when are we eating? Like, yeah. I mean, we need Just seriously, people. you need someone to be like, you guys, we're actually here to eat a You meal. guys, we're having dinner <laughs> and there has been no dinner. Like, these, we have to have that. And we have to have people who are like, it's about you and I. Like, yeah. We are, our relationship matters in this. And we also need to have people who are like, I mean, a lot of leaders need to know, like, I've got to make a decision for this whole group of people. I cannot make a decision for this one person. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, mm. that would be awful. Mm. So we've got to be able to, like, honor and respect <laughs> and to make room for each other in that. And so I think in marriage, I would encourage anybody like who is in a relationship, who is starting out in a relationship that like, that's the place to start. Your number is going to have so many crazy nuances and it's so important to learn about it. Just like it's important to learn about every number because Mm -hmm. we should be integrating and we should know about the value of every number and we should know where our number moves and lines and wings. Like all of that is going to be important. But those variants, man, if... You've got somebody who is, has a strong variant one way or another, and you don't understand that or you resent that about mm. that person, It you are going to be in for some hard times. And so really being able to honor and to know, like, where where do you meet? Like, where is the place where you both can thrive? And how do you lean into that and tilt towards that in your relationship instead of just being so, like, aggressively anti what that person's, like, magical ways are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so maybe maybe one question would be how, what do you think our sweet spot is then? 
how we found a way to... You know, I do think our sweet spot has always been one-on-one. When you've allowed... When we've gone away, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're like... We are masters of, like, vacation vibes in terms of... Masters um, of vacation vibes. I like that. Because it's almost... It's it's almost like both the self pres and the sexual comes out comes out because we do keep different hours. That's just part of who we are. And yeah, ships Marissa, in the night. Ships in the night. I know Marissa generally goes to bed around nine or ten. Yeah, I, I'm earlier. I'm I go early to bed to around bed, one a.m. Early to rise. Yeah. But again, when we're on vacation and when we don't have the responsibilities that come with daily life then I'm actually able to, there is not an everyone, oh, I'm okay if all of you are okay. I'm like, that guy's sleeping. What do I want to do in the morning? So sometimes I read. A lot of times I go for a really long walk um, by myself. And I spend time with myself, and that's a really connective piece. Um, But then Scott and I will, like, walk and talk all day long. I mean, we went on a trip last October to Ireland and Northern Ireland um, and just nonstop. And we, we never tire of talking. Our favorite marriage story is that, like, we used to do these date breakfasts, which we still need to do because, again, it's easy to self-forget. And you can mm-hmm. self-forget for a couple. And so we used to make a real practice of these date breakfasts and the waitress was like, we would go to the gym afterwards, too. Again, sexual self-pres. We're taking care of ourselves, and we're taking care of our marriage and talking. And we would, like, be talking, and we'd be in workout clothes in, like, the middle of the day. Because, hello, pastors, weird schedule, Mondays off, like, you're in the daytime. And so we got to know her, and we were, like, chatting with her, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I have to tell you guys something. And we were like, what? She's like... Well, when you first came in, you guys would just have these long talks and you were like in workout clothes <laughs> and we thought you were having an affair. And I was like, oh, no. what? OMG compliments. You know, I'm like, well, that's how much the world that we've messed up marriage where it's like people who talk are this like, much, yeah, ha- no, must be having must an affair. Be having <laughs> There's no way they could be married. They could what? have you this know? passion. Yeah, this that happened that same night we had, we went to that wine night with Harrigan Monica, remember, in like uh, Mercer Island. Dodger is now throwing up. Oh, no. Gosh, Dodger. Okay, great. Buddy. Baby. No, that was fake. (laughs) Throwing up? Okay. Okay, Okay, what? Wine night? Wine night. Remember remember it was that uh, (gasps) meal? Yes. We were at a communal table, which is like, could be like a nightmare situation for Scott, but also a nightmare for me because you're like, like... who am I? Am I talking to this whole to? table? Marissa actually specifically asked to be at the end, so we didn't have to be in the center of a communal table, which was very thoughtful. Yeah, because she knew I wouldn't like that. Because the other option was to be at a four top, and then I was like, I will be with that group. Yeah, and now this new couple is going to be our new best friends, and so I intentionally ignored the table. And wow, that was a lot for me. It was a big moment, but. I it was just one of those times. And they were like, are you guys on, like, your first date? I was like, <gasps> 18 years of marriage. Compliment. Like, <laughs> compliment. Like, yeah. That's what I think is our sweet spot, you know, yeah. of, like, really leaning into that. Our not sweet spot is where I'm expecting you to be me in right. a yeah, social yeah. situation. Or 
you're expecting me to be you <sighs> and trying to reward me for being you in a social situation, which dang. is like soul killing yeah. for dang. me. Yeah, dang, yeah. Total. dang, dang. Yeah, dang, no, dang, it's dang, so dang. true. It's so true. Yeah. You guys are loving on the podcast. Oh this has been, this is like the best. This has <laughs> been so fun. I do feel like your point is that you said earlier about the variance was really poignant. And I also just think this idea of like, it is less about learning your number and all these things and more about just like having the conversation and having yeah. some extra language where you can be like, just trying to self-express and be like, well, this is how I'm feeling and allowing each other to like validate that. Oh, that's totally real for you. Right. It's completely not what I'm experiencing, yes. but that doesn't mean that it's invalid or it's not happening. Right. So it's kind of just like creating those habits to make space for each other. Yes. Mm. Mm. Right. And that nobody's right. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I think that that is the beauty and the magic of the Enneagram. I mean, even the, the image itself of like this the symbol itself and this like you're like there's no here's where we're all trying to get here's the right number yeah no it's it's, like, it's all a no, dance it's, it's fluid it's in and out dance. it's it's yeah. so much perichoresis um thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> some greek words over here just <laughs> gonna drop that in nobody knows what that means yeah um any other marriage thoughts do you have any other marriage thoughts? I mean, I, I think... Um, I was trying so hard to wrap it up so nicely for you guys. You were wrapping up <laughs> I know, it's well. like we are wrapping this up. This is what's so hard for you guys to wrap well, up. Well, the wrap-up is our hardest. I see yeah. that. <laughs> Even though I'm the one who should have a hard time saying Because we all want to keep That's talking. What you said. And well, I, I think the way we should do it is to first acknowledge, in terms of marriage... <laughs> Dr. Snell <laughs> kicking backwards, everybody. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love this Dodgers. little man. I know As Macy would say, Dodgers Macy on Dodger one. Dodger like is on besties one. Besties for life. Um, I know it's because I'm on one like Dodger all the time, yeah. too. Yeah. I just want everybody to know we are at home in the same place with Dodger socially distancing. There is much There's a lot of social distancing here. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I have um, a lot of really intense friends, so I'm just <laughs> saying this for them. <laughs> well, I would go off on that. But... um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say, like, if we open the door to marriage, there's definitely a whole episode's worth uh, and a whole series worth of material, of course. So, yes. like, I, I'm acknowledging to myself that I yeah. will not feel satisfied in this marriage conversation. Yeah, I think you need yeah. to no. just accept it. Yep. you got to accept I, it. I am. Thank you. It's giving you <laughs> other doors that you may open at other days. I know. Macy, Macy's been using this word fixated with me a lot lately, which I'm sure you really like word. I yeah. like it. Macy said, you're a fixated man. And I'm like, I am, I am a fixated man. You are. <laughs> when I first said it, I was like kind of, I feel like really crass about it. I was just like, you're a fixated man. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, that is. I've, I've been saying again, this lately. Well like said. there are certain things I don't want said about me in my wedding. I mean, my wedding, my funeral. Wow. Similar, similar. When you married dad. Yeah. <laughs> and there are certain things I definitely want said about me. So if those things aren't currently being able to be said, I need to work on that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I've been saying a lot lately, like I'd like people to say I was a good listener mm -hmm. at my funeral. And when I bring that up, people are like, oh, well, <laughs> you've got some work to do. I'm like, okay, well, I, I do have some work to do then because <laughs> I want that to be true. Um, but uh, if somebody got up and said I'm fixated, I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm not working on that. It's just like something about me. Aww. I am fixated. You mean well. Yeah, it's, it's there's some good and bad elements to that. 
but babe, I was thinking, um, if you got into your consulting mode, yeah, and just were wanting to leave a leave a message for the nines out there, like uh, if you pictured you on a computer Zoom yes. consultation with another sweet social nine, what do you want to say to the nines? Oh, I love you, nines. I mean, I really do. I have so much compassion for the nines and for the ways that um, they're really misunderstood. I mean, I really believe that. Mm. And um, I think that there are some nines out there who probably haven't acknowledged that they're nines. Um, I think I would want to tell the nines... um, to never take for granted your ability to connect with every number. Like mm. you're natural mm. connectors. And if you're not doing that, you're really missing out on something that is a really magical part of yourself. Your ability to empathize, to... Um, I think that that's where I would say authentically connect and resonate with every single number. And I would say um, to not be afraid. Um, Like, I know that fear is not really a part of, like, the way that we talk about nines, but um, not be afraid of your anger. Hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, that your anger is trying to tell you something. So to not shove that down, to really attend to it, um, just as you would attend to anyone else, like, almost to, to... personify it into, you guys will like this, get curious about it. Um, because it is, it's trying to tell you something. Um, so to pretend that it's not there is not serving you. Hmm. You know, even if you think that it is, it's not going to serve you in the long run. And <laughs> to just really relish every time anybody says the crown of the Enneagram, just be like, (laughs) yes! Like, do, even if just in your mind, you just do a little, like, dance or you're, like, running around with, like, the Olympic torch or, like, (laughs) crown or, like, in a toga with, like, a leaf crown. Whatever you need to do, like, just really relish that moment. (laughs) I love that. Dun, dun. Is this the Canada National Anthem? I've just figured Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, Canada, my oh, home and native Canada, land. Is that yeah. what you're singing? I'm just trying to picture what song I picture when somebody's <laughs> running around the Olympic torch. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, and I think <laughs> we also have an this is dog. something that I would coach any Enneagram number when you're approaching anybody that it's motivation, not behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I really just cannot hear that enough. Um, yeah. It is so helpful all the time. And, yeah, it. It is, it's a beautiful thing, especially for people who do not want to be, like, boxed in, that one of the most helpful things that I heard uh, at my recent training was, it's showing you the box that you're already in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The box that you've put yourself in, that everyone's putting you in, and so it's giving you ways of how to get out of that box. And yeah. so I think it's really important that we all know there are ways that we can move out of those things mm-hmm. that, um, like we're not subject s- to these patterns. We are not subject to these yeah. patterns, and you're so much more than this. And this is just a really beautiful way to open the door mm-hmm. to that. And um, yeah, I think it's really important. I don't know. I would say just as the 
both of you having this social instinct in in your stacking. I think I both find you both to be people that sort of light the path for me. Oh, it sounds crazy. funny, but like I'm like watching. Bruce has got the like, crown lighting the path. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Both of you in your own way. I'm like, it, it, it's a, it's such a it's such an ambivalent relationship with that instinct because part of me really resents it sometimes, and then part of me is just so in awe of it and in need of it. Hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it's it up. Wrap I think up. this is I think this is the Enneagram Nine episode. Oh. Oh. This is like legit so fun. It's been so fun. It has been so fun. I would say as somebody that's been married. I can't believe I haven't been on this podcast yet. I, I say as I somebody. Know. I know. I know. It's been it's like so almost two years. <laughs> as somebody that's married to a social nine, um, wh- one of the things that I've started to appreciate looking at our marriage through the lens of Enneagram and nine is, is compared to other relationships that I know about out in the world is just how much space you make for me, which is so sweet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Yeah. Um, like this, this has been a season of my life in the last maybe five years. As I've, I, I feel like I'm in the, I'm in, you and I both are in the typical Enneagram cliche time, like approaching 40 and we're both oh, like, sure. oh, let's yeah. look at our yeah. types. And as I've looked at my type and, and wanted to explore that, you've made a lot of space for that. Mm. Um, so that's been really sweet. But we love we love each other. We this like is so sweet. <laughs> we do. <laughs> you guys. We're also not the most gushy. The that's that's a, that's a withdrawn type. I feel like we're both like kind of awkward about compliments and stuff like that. We're both like I love you. We're also talking into a microphone. Yeah, I yeah. feel like this makes sense. <laughs> Macy's here. Macy's Dodgers here. I don't want to say I love you in front of Macy. How dare you? <laughs> oh my gosh, Macy can't know that we love each other. Okay, this is, is it? this it? I think yeah. this is it. So you guys, someday, in, very it, much for you everybody. nines out there, we will. We do promise an Enneagram episode someday where we get Daniel and Marissa talking. Yes, because that sounds so fabulous. interesting. Because <laughs> they're 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 nines, but they're night and day different. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, night and day yeah. different nine. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we love you. Next week we're gonna hit you with. We, we do think next week is Steven Universe future. <laughs> Oh, is Get that what ready. it's going to be? Get ready. Okay, and then also, everybody, on the docket coming up is a conversation about conversations. Yeah, that's wow. another. And also, my and dog is barking in the background. Okay, thank Good you, everybody. everybody. We love Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Who am I to say what any of this means? I have been sleepwalking since i was 14 now as i write my song i retrace my steps honestly it's easier to let myself Till I check my vibe signs Choked up I realize I've been less than half myself For more than half my life Wake up 
Difficult 